got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to brews, beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce Welcome to this episode of the brews, beards, got the beards. Tasty interviews for your ears to hear also known as Jamie Bennett, and I have been absent for a very long time, and I apologize. We finally dropped an episode the other day, hopefully you saw it, and got to check it out. We've got all kinds of stuff up our sleeves, but one thing, one thing is that we have not been posting anything in a freaking year, but I'm back. And I wanted to just say I appreciate those of you who are still subscribers, tell your friends, Still trying to uh, get the word out about the show. Uh, but we have some really exciting things. I'm actually more excited about the show than I have been since the very beginning. So I want to, uh, without further ado, actually, um, I was going to talk a little bit more about myself, but maybe I'll save that for the next episode. Um, I want to introduce my friend, Nomadic Vagabond. What's going on, man? Not a man, just, uh, you know, COVID chilling. that's right this is this is like i think uh, the first official episode i'm recording remotely with anyone oh really yeah um well as far as of of bruise beers and shipwrecks right Right, so they've all been sitting down in person with a zoom microphone in between us that was the only thing i knew zoom was until the pandemic yeah and then it's like oh no there's actually zoom meetings yeah, exactly. Oh. Which could be an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so introduce your, your, well, no, don't introduce yourself too much, but just give us a little bit. Tell us, uh, uh, tell us your real name. Tell us why. No, what am I? I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I'm terrible. I'm the worst host in the freaking world. Nah, um, <laughs> so here's, here's the real deal. The real deal is I have brought you on to join this show that is already in progress and to bring a little new life into it. And so I should actually take a minute to explain why I wanted to bring you in and uh, who I think you are and why that matters to uh, bringing you in. So the the first thing I want to say is, um, you know, I don't know you well. I've been getting to know you. Um, so the things that I'm about to say may even be a little bit inaccurate because they're based on things that I've seen on Instagram conversations we've had on the phone. Uh, but we've never even actually met in person even. Um, and, and we don't really have like a deep long history. We just have very interesting, uh, overlaps in our paths. So the first thing I'd say is, um, you know, I know you're married. Um, I know that you have a child or children, and now I'm feeling silly that I cannot think if it's singular or plural. 
<laughs> it's, it's plural too. All right. So you have kids and you're married. Uh, I believe you guys homeschool. We do. We have since they started school. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we pause right there for a second? Um, and cause I, I want to comment on that. A lot of times people, you know, think of homeschool and it sounds strange to them cause they don't necessarily know anyone. Um, you know, what's, what's the thumbnail sketch on how you guys got into that? Um, it was something really that my wife really wanted to do, like from the jump, like when we even were like discussing having kids. Yeah. And at first I was kind of like, um, like against it because I was homeschooled for two years and, and I hated it, Okay, but it was for seventh and eighth grade and I was plucked out of my social scene, you know? And so it was just me and my sister. And then, um, like my parents worked, so they'd be like, okay. what you got to do. And then they would go to work. Yeah. Whereas my wife, like her mom has like a, you know, degree in science and stuff. So she would sit and actually like teach the kids. She's got two sisters. Okay. So she would sit there and actually teach the kids. And she's like, no, no, no. Like I want to homeschool. And like, I want to do this. And I'm like, I was just afraid they're going to be like socially awkward. Sure. But, sure. Um, but the more we like discussed and I started thinking about it, I was in the thing. I'm like, man, there's like all the, just reading different books and stuff like history books is like, I love history. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't remember being taught about this in school. I mean, maybe I was and just didn't pay attention. Sure. But, um, so like the more we talked about it, the more I was like, yeah, yeah, actually like, I want to, you know, like be part of it. I mean, as much as I right. can, but so the more I was just like, yeah, yeah, like let's homeschool. It's like a great idea. We can have more control over, you know, what they learn and how much they learn. And then right. also being able to go at their own pace. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So, which yeah, is you, actually working now. When, when, when you have like a huge, huge classroom, right? Uh, and I'm a former elementary school teacher and uh, I was taught middle school a little bit. Uh, I, heck, I taught preschool. Um, it is, it's tough. I've taught Sunday uh, school. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's tough to maintain, uh, maintain order and uh, proper pace for everyone when everybody's kind of in their own yeah, uh, yeah. place and you can, you can like certainly customize in homeschool. Um, I also would like to remark that uh, I always found I was a curriculum director for a couple of years, which was really cool. I, I um, enjoyed that, but I found that it was homeschool parents who were some of my best resources in finding uh, textbooks and other things to use as mm. part of our curriculum uh, because you guys are firsthand, you know, you're in there with your kids. You're, you're almost getting your own education in the process too, you know? And so you learn so much, right. And you, you end up knowing this stuff so well. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty rad. Yeah. So, so let me, let me back off of that. Uh, so another, another place, I know you're into music. Uh, you're definitely into reggae. Uh, I can tell by your hair, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you've got the fresh dreads. Do you call them dreads yeah. or locks? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, or you can combine them and call them dreadlocks, you know, Either right. Way. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I know all that, but what, I especially found fascinating uh, was two places where there's an intersection and that is the intersection of uh, hip hop. You're a rap dude. And like me, you found yourself in the Orthodox church. Uh, your spiritual journey led you to orthodoxy. And so naturally, uh, and especially there's not a whole lot of us in this country that I've, that I'm aware of. Um, 
that are rappers who, who have come into the church and, um, and can nerd out over this stuff. Now we do run into them sometimes. I yeah. met a deacon a few years ago and we ended up spending like an hour talking about eighties and nineties Christian hip hop. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. you never know where, yeah. where the, where I met the, one dude in my church who like, I wouldn't have known except for he sent me like a little, like a, vi- a video of like a future shock song. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his son was like, Oh, I think he would like this. And then come to find out like he raps and produces and stuff too. And I was like, what so you know <laughs> that's awesome man uh so so uh and then beyond that you know i i i do know that i believe you work um at some sort of grocery or retail outlet in the craft beer section i think so yes. now did i did i miss anything that i um going to misunderstand anything about your life that you didn't correct no no I mean, right. I guess, where, where do I live? Where do you think I live? Oh, you, you, you live near Portland. You live outside yes. of Portland. Yeah. I, I mean, it, ironically, my address is actually Portland proper, but okay. it's really Beaverton, so it's probably like 10 minutes away. Sure, sure. So, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I mean, I, I lived in Philadelphia, um, and I did live in Philadelphia proper, but, um, you know, I mean, where is the boundary of Philadelphia? Right, like right. what? Uh, in, in fact, I created a website. Uh, it now it doesn't belong to me, but um, I handed it over to the clergy brotherhood. But orthodoxphilly.com. Oh, dope! And it was like a resource for all the Orthodox churches in the broader Philadelphia region. And it was like, where do you draw the line? What is not Philadelphia anymore? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I ended up just going by miles, which ended up looping in part of New Jersey and Delaware. <laughs> Cause you know, when you have a big metropolitan area, it's, it's like that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's true. And, and sometimes the way the city lines are weird. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, I'm in Portland, but like, this seems so rural. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, how, how long have you been there? Um, I, so I was born in Phoenix. Okay. But I only lived there for maybe two, three months of my life. So I lived in Oregon my whole life. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, so I, I, I just assume if you like craft beer and you live in Oregon, you just drink Rogue all day. Um, you know what? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's funny because for the longest time, the running joke as far as like beer prices was like, at least it's not Rogue prices because they mm. were just so high priced. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. But you know what? I, I, I started actually trying more Rogue stuff and I was like, you know, they're actually pretty good. Um, yeah. I do drink a lot of Deschutes. Oh, know, sure. Of um, course. You know, um, but you know, I drink some, I, I do drink some Rogue. Um, but yeah, it's funny, man, because like, I actually really didn't start really getting into like beer and stuff until I was like 27. Okay. And um, I mean, I was a complete teetotaler. Like, you know, when I, especially when I first got married, I was like, no, alcohol is the devil, you know, but I sure. never actually saw it like rightly used. I've never sure. seen it. I never sure. just grew up in South. I mean, my stepdad would, he would just have beers. So I, you know, but for me growing up, it was like, Oh, party, party. Right. 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 Um, but then just kind of being around, you know, working at the grocery store. So I'm, I'm the beer and wine manager at a new seasons market. It's a local market. And okay. um, so like after just being around enough craft beer, I'd be like, Oh, I'll just grab some to have on hand for people when they come over. Sure. Um, and then I would slowly try stuff. And before I know it, I was like, Oh wow, I drank a whole half beer and I enjoyed it. You know, and then before I know <laughs> it, I'm just like, I'm, buying six packs and I'm like, Oh, what's this barrel aged stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just, it just grew from there. And I worked at a winery for a little bit too. So. That sounds amazing. What, what'd you do at the winery? 
Um, I started out just working in the tasting room just to get um, some more like knowledge and stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause I was the assistant manager of the department. And so being able to work there kind of gave me the extra bump to get the, the manager sure. spot. Sure. But, uh, and then I was able to do a harvest. So I was able to kind of like, you know, do barrel additions, punch downs, like, um, you know, basically kind of see how everything was made so when yeah. i tell customer like this was you know this is a stainless steel fermented you know pinot gris i could be like no i've actually seen the tanks you know pumped over all that so it's like it, it brings more life and reality to it sure no that absolutely so that that is also like another reason why you make such a great co-host uh and and a you know assistant or producer we got to get like the right title for you man um, but like the part of the, the importance of this show, right. Is bruise. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah. first name. Right. <laughs> what were you about to say? Well, I was gonna say, do you ever see a, I don't know if it was like house party one or two. I I've seen at least one of them, but I couldn't tell you which. So it's there was so one, long. it was like, uh, like Martin Lawrence is it, and he's, he's a DJ. Right. And so okay. he's like talking about getting records. He's like, yeah. cause the DJ is the producer. So I just always think about that <laughs> in my head. So I'm just like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. We'll come up with some. Yeah, man. And that was, that was such a fun, fun era in hip hop. That was when like you could actually have fun in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, much of my career as a rapper has been uh, to try to make hip hop fun again, you know? Well, it, it's, and it's like, it's like that balance of like fun and like substance, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I Absolutely. think sometimes it's like people draw a line, like it's gotta either be, excuse me, it's gotta be either substance. So there's no fun or it's like yeah. all fun. And it's just like, you know, but I mean, hip hop started out as like as party music, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let's, let's keep it fun. You know, especially right, right now people need a little, light you know right seriously uh you know every everything is already so heavy yeah uh you know when when uh the pandemic was um you know lockdowns and stuff were first happening you know i'm a big death cab for cutie fan and uh benjamin gibbard is one of my favorite songwriters and uh he was doing a nightly little thing in in his living room and it was so great but um my wife asked me to stop playing it because it was like every single night he's just crooning these sad songs over and over again and yeah. it was it was too much you know <laughs> understandably <laughs> man do you, you do you like uh death cab you listen to you know much i'm gonna be stuff? honest i've never i don't think i've actually ever i mean i might have heard him but i've never listened to him. okay yeah well, it's funny pacific northwest man I I know, but like <laughs> it's funny because like um it's funny like have you heard MXPX? Oh yeah, like so um like they've been doing kind of some of that stuff like Mike Herrera, the lead singer, he's been doing some of that like like living room like acoustic kind of stuff. No, nice. so, no, he he had a side project called Arthur. Okay, where it was kind of like more like you know, I guess people won't call it emo or whatever, but it was kind of like that kind of stuff. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, as I get older, the more I'm like always willing to check out stuff that I wrote off. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, and you're, you're, you're a big Weezer fan, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we like, did a whole I, episode of it. Uh, Mike and, 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 it, and dude, like it made me go back and listen to some of their stuff. And I always wrote their stuff off. Cause when they came out, I was like strictly either hip hop or at that time I had to be either like sure. or metal. And I'm like, yeah. eh, I didn't quite get it, you know, but right. the more I listened to it, I'm like, Oh, like you guys are actually pretty good. Like, I just remember like the, it was like what? 94. 
I don't know if it was their first album, but it was like the blue one. Yeah, yeah. On like That's that. about and right. Like, yeah. You know, it was like the Mary Tyler Moore song. Yeah. You know, it's like I remember that album and I was kind of like, yeah, but now I listen to it now. I'm like, it's actually, same thing as Radiohead. I'm like, That's pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that 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 blue album is just fantastic. Uh one of my one of my favorite records of all time. Uh but you know, Pinkerton, it's kind of interesting. A lot of a lot of times for their second record, that's like the cult classic, right? And uh mm-hmm. and like I think they even claim to like hate that record now or something. I don't know. But like that's one of my favorites uh as well. But I didn't get it like at first. And it was the same thing with Death Cab. I didn't like their music at first. And it wasn't until, well, it wasn't until the Postal Service, which is also Benjamin Gibbard. Um, but even then, Postal Service, I remember being on tour and the the uh, Don't Wake Me, I Plan on Sleeping In song was on. And I was trying to sleep in the back of the car and I was really pissed that that song was on. <laughs> Yet one day it just clicked. <laughs> Right. You ever get like that where it's like, oh yeah, man, yeah, dude. I mean, there there's plenty of groups and or songs where I was just kind of like, I don't know who was it said, but it was like, you know, it's like, well, what's your guilty pleasure as far as like music? It's like, well, if it if you like it, it's not a guilty pleasure. Just like it, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think being you know older, you know, it's like I'm I'm at that point where like I don't care if it's cool or not. Like sure. if I like it, I like it's it's like common said. He's like, if I yeah. like it, I like it. If I don't, it doesn't mean that I'm hating. You know what I mean? It's just there's some stuff I dig and some stuff I don't. Sometimes sure. I'll dig stuff at certain times, you know? Yeah. Well uh, you know, Michael Hyatt uh said this about books. Um he basically said, you know, if you're reading a book and it's just not gripping you anymore, just put it away and read something that that will. Um yeah. And of course you can't do that for school. Right. <laughs> you know, but, right. But it's a, it's a true thing. And you know, I read a lot. And one yeah, of the, one of the ways that I'm able to read as much as I do is that I am willing to put the book away. Mm. And, and I think it's okay to not like certain kinds of music. Like, yeah. Uh, and certain, well, I mean, it, it's I mean with everybody, right? It's like we could sit there and try to, you know, preach the gospel of hip hop, right? Yeah, to people yeah. until we're blue in the face, but some people be like, I just don't like it. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's not for everybody. Like I love reggae, dude. I love it. Yeah. You yeah. know, but there's some people who are like they just cannot stand it. And that's okay. Like, you know, it's just one of those things that for me sometimes like just give something the respect it deserves. Sure. But then you can keep it moving. Like you don't have to like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean for me it's like I try to be open to like enjoying things, but like, you know, I've, I've just come to the point in time. There's some things where I'm like, okay, I might not buy the album, but like, I'm not going to turn it off if it's on the radio. You know? Right. Right. It's like, there's some stuff. It's like, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause like, dude, like my daughter, like she loves, um, Oh gosh, dude. Uh, what, what's her name? The, the girl who sings, she sings the bad guy song, you know, cause I'm the bad guy. See, that means you're the same age as me. Cause you yeah, I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> I don't know this one. <laughs> um, anyway, she's like a, she's oh. like, she, she was a homeschool, but she's like a pop singer. She's done okay. like a remix with like Justin Bieber and stuff. Oh, nice. But I've, I've yeah. actually listened to some of her other songs. I'm like, this actually isn't bad, but it's, yeah. I'm not going to listen to it on my own. Well, I don't think I would. Maybe I wouldn't. And if I, if, maybe I would. And if I did, I probably wouldn't admit it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a way for me to connect with my kids. You sure. know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but it's just like being open to like checking other stuff out. So yeah. yeah. 
No, no, for sure. For sure. And I, and I think there's always a temptation in every generation uh, to be only married to your own generation's music. Yeah. Um, you know, although I, I am chronologically a snob a little bit when it comes to music, especially when it comes to hip hop. And, you know, uh, I, I think I, I want to, I want to be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, true, true. but I, I will say this, uh, I forget which member of the Beastie Boys said it, but uh, there was an interview and, and one of them, uh, he said that he doesn't really listen to any new music. Because oh, dude, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, oh, was it Ad-Rock? It was, it was Ad-Rock. He was, it was on the Sway show. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's like, they don't care about me. He's like, and it doesn't matter. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and what really impressed me about that, though, was he, you know, he went on to say that um, he listens to old stuff because he basically said there's so much music that he hasn't discovered yet. Yeah, that's man. old. Mm-hmm. And that that actually at the time kind of blew my mind because I was like, oh, yeah, like there's I mean, just like jazz alone is one genre that I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Oh, yeah, me too, bro. You know? And there's so much out there uh, to be discovered. That's fantastic. All right, you pulling out a record? Charles Mingus, man. Yeah? You know, I mean, if you want to talk some jazz, like, that's, I, that's a good right there. I, I got to put them on my list, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, I will. I will. I, I've been, uh, I just started listening uh, the last couple of weeks to uh, Charlie Parker. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, my impression is, like, he has a lot of, like, exciting music yeah um, you know it's, it's funny because like i like jazz but sometimes like it can get a little too too free for me right or i mean maybe it's coming from that hip-hop even like punk background where you're, you're locked into like that four four right yeah yeah and so when it kind of gets off i'm like what is going on here i do not get it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah but i mean but that's the stuff maybe to throw on like when you're like doing dishes when you can kind of just zone out and you're not like, yeah for sure like I'm not going to listen to while I'm driving, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. Me, uh, for me, it's mostly like study music, man. Um, mm-hmm. or, or like while I'm cooking, de- depending, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, that kind of thing. Um, Hey, so one thing we kind of skipped over is we're sitting here. Uh, you got a couple beers behind you that are on display, some dogfish head, but you're also oh. sipping on something. So yeah. What, what are you working on tonight? Um, <laughs> I'm actually, so the beer I'm sipping on, it's um, from Foresight Brewing. They're out of uh, Vancouver, Washington. Nice. Um, when I got this beer, I, I thought it was just a stout, but it turns out it's a Russian Imperial stout, clocking in at 11.2%. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's a nice little, uh, little you know, because out here in Oregon, it's like, you know, 30 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> and with the way my electricity in the shed goes i have to either choose electricity or lights right now because otherwise i'll short out the house <laughs> so oh, geez. I, i'm going with light right now i, I warmed it up though so yeah so you know i'm i'm you know, uh, yeah, yeah and you're you're warming up on the inside too now exactly you know I'm, I, I brought a jacket <laughs> <laughs> man that's so funny because it's i think i don't know it's like in the 70s here right now it might even be in the 80s and it's uh 9 40 yeah it's um 76 degrees here so um, and you got that fresh adidas shirt too man i like that thanks man you know i've been actually trying to pick these up i've been buying a bunch of them um 
the place to get them in is like Marshalls or like TJ Maxx. Like, yeah, they got them for like half the price. Yeah. And then you're dipped in that fresh gear. <laughs> Dude, I copped it was on a, it was at Ross one time. You guys got a Ross out there? Oh yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a 20 plus years ago, right? Oh, excuse me. But it was a Brian Grant jersey. And nice. I got it at Ross. It was like 8 bucks or something. And I was like, and that's when he played for the Blazers, of course. Sure. I was like, yes. Sure. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, you know, I love getting all those, you know. I've gotten some, you know, some Clarks and some Adidas from those places so you know hey nice. man it, it it's great when you can find it you know yep balling on a budget <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so uh so i'm actually not drinking beer but i am drinking a brew i'm sitting here uh drinking my homemade kombucha i need to show so, you my kombucha yeah we, my, my my wife's been making it lately yeah we we might need to uh trade some tips and tricks this is very very tart I'm actually making a little bit of a face. Uh, <laughs> I let it, I let it brew a little long, and then yeah. I, I added some pineapple juice, hoping that would balance it out. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's it almost tastes like um, like a Belgian sour. So Ooh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so I've I've been drinking a lot of kombucha lately, uh, just just in general. But uh, you know, I've been trying to cut back on alcohol and overall caloric load. Yeah, I need and, to do that uh, too. <laughs> and you, you know, it, the the big thing for me was, um, I mean, a couple of years ago was like seeing my own music videos. I, I did all these music videos, and I had convinced myself I was still paleo, and you know, and like really, you know, doing it. I'm rapping about CrossFit and all this stuff, and then I look in the videos, and I'm like, that's that's not it. <laughs> that's, that's that's not yeah. the figure I was I was right, aiming for. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it's tough, man. And, uh, I, I, there's lots of opportunities, um, in, in the line of work that I do, there's lots of opportunities for having beers. And, uh, I, you know, the pandemic got me mm -hmm. thinking maybe I should take advantage of not having as many opportunities. <laughs> yeah, oh, but dude, it's so fun, man. I, I dude, I know what it is. Cause it sounds like I come home from work and I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just have a beer, you know? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's one thing to maybe have a beer, but you know, when it's like two or three, say like yeah. every day, it's like that adds up and it's like, I'm not as active as I used to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I think I gained like five pounds in the last <laughs> couple of months. I was like, dang bro. Sure. I need to start doing some, doing some sit-ups and eating some greens, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. And during during the pandemic, I lost eight pounds during Lent, and uh, and then oh, Pasca, <laughs> thank you, and, and then Pasca came, and we just had a big party for like a whole week, and yeah. I put like that whole eight pounds right back on. <laughs> yeah, dude, right week will do that to you, man. <laughs> it was like, man, it it came off more slowly than it went on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's probably, and it was probably the first two days you gained it back, man. Right. Oh, so <laughs> you're fun. like, I'm gonna have some eggs with butter on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. All right. So, so tell me a little bit more of your story. Fill me in on uh, some things that I missed, or or uh, some shades of of things you, you'd like to shine a light on. All right. Well, um, I guess as far as like say like hip hop, right? Like I got into hip hop. I remember getting my first Walkman when I was eight years old. 
Okay. I got that, and I think it was a uh, pivotal moment. My my first cassette I ever got was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Rock the House. Excellent. Um, so I think I might have gotten that in '89 or '90. You know, that album actually came alive, I believe. And then, um, so I mean, everywhere I'd go, I'd have my tapes and my, my Walkman with me. Um, you know, I grew up. My brother listened to like metal and stuff, and I and I was like into metal. Like Guns and Roses was my favorite, one of my favorite groups. I still, okay. I still love them. You know. Yeah. Um, Not hating on uh, that. I think is what really. No, man. It's like, I think it's what really grabbed me though about like hip hop though, um, was it was it was just so new at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like uh, I I could relate to it more in the fact that it's like you know coming up with a lot of like you know I guess quote unquote metal groups right. It's like yeah. a lot of the do you know you think of like hair metal for lack of a better word. It's like sure. I didn't dress up. You know, like I didn't wear like eyeliner. I didn't rock super i mean i guess i did wear tight pants in it but, but the last <laughs> one, so it was cool you know what i mean right right um but like i didn't wear like what a lot of these like hair metal people were wearing so like i see like you know run dmc beasties you know i'm like dudes with like just jean jackets and stuff i'm like that's how i dress like i get that yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah um so that's what drew me in and then of course you know seeing like the house party movies and stuff it's like i mean you know i remember getting like kid and play like two hype and face the nation 88 91 respectively yeah and um and so it kind of just grew from there it just it was just i don't know man it just it was just it was like you're saying it was fun it just it 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 drew me in and it was something that was so self-expressive but yet so different than what like i guess i i knew you know and oh for sure you could say so much it's like and i think I think one of the things that was so big for me was like, I know everybody talks about like run DMC and Aerosmith, right? Like the walk, yeah, which, right, which right. I got the, I got that 12 inch right now. Of course. So, you know, I got that. <laughs> um, but for me, that was more like our era was um, it was public enemy and anthrax. Sure. Yeah. 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 And so I remember seeing, I think it was like the basis of anthrax, like wearing like Jordans. I'm like, Oh, like I, I couldn't afford Jordans. I could never get Jordans, but I was right. like, I know those. And like, yo, those aren't like some like boots with studs or whatever. Right. And so there was more of a relatability there, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. It's like hip hop just, you know, once it drew me in, like, I just, I, I didn't stop. I was just like, you know, trading tapes with friends, dubbing tapes, you know, you know, it, it was very similar for me. Um, and I think it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Jazzy Jeff and, and the Fresh Prince because they were so instrumental um, on the way I write songs. And you can hear it in a lot of my songs where it's like very much storytelling. And of course, they weren't the only ones doing the storytelling, but like that's right. definitely the primary place where it influenced me. Mm-hmm. And like girls ain't nothing but trouble. Parents yeah. just don't understand. Yes. Like these are the songs that like, you can hear the influence on like on royalty check. I like that. The merch table song. Dude, that's, that's, that's such a dope song, bro. Thanks man. (laughs) And and that's 100% like inspired by that type of storytelling hip hop. Yeah. Uh, And of course like slick Rick did it too. Snoop Dogg. Like this is not, you know, this is not unheard of, but, um, but like even the fact that like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince weren't afraid to smile or laugh 
right. tell jokes. Like they didn't take themselves too seriously either. Lots of self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. Like girls ain't nothing but trouble has him like, you know, running down the street half naked, you know, right, like, right. and he forgot <laughs> his wallet. <laughs> and he forgot his wallet. Yeah, man. Such a classic. Yeah, man. And, and like, I love that. And I, yeah, I want to hear that in hip hop, you know, and, and it's, it's, few and far between when it happens, but it's magical when it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now yeah. when was, what was the moment for you that like you wanted to become a rapper? What age or was there like a specific moment or specific record that was like, I want to do this too. And DJ, you DJ, right? I do. I do. And, and I, and I uh, make beats as well. Produce. Okay. As well. Yeah. Um, and I beatbox actually. Um, I would love one of these days I need to like buckle down. Like I just want to record a whole record like of beatboxing and just have different MCs over the beatboxing, like scratch from the roots did something like that too. But, um, um, I think it it was late high school and I think, you know, you're very self-expressive in high school. Yeah. And, uh, I just, dude, I remember, you know, I had like two little, like, gemini xl 100 like belt drive turntables that like you couldn't scratch on them because you touch it would skip the needle yeah and um but i remember just playing records on those and i was like oh i, th- I think I can, I can i can rap you know and so different me and a different friend like i remember he got it was like the dre 2001 like chronic 2001 instrumentals and so we would just oh, yeah. like, rap over that Sure. And I've I've still got like my very first ever recorded like freestyle like on CD. We were just so excited like driving <laughs> around. We got something on CD because it was always on tapes, right? It was right. Always on yeah. the tape. But yeah. like a CD, like that was legit. And yeah, I was, I was like, excited I remember, about that too. <laughs> yeah, bro. And it's like I remember listening to like my friend and like his cousin who was a DJ, a dope DJ, actually DJ for Twista. Okay. Um, nice. But uh like I remember listening, like, man, dude, like their sounds so dope and like mine sounds horrible. But like I didn't know about counting bars. Like I've just Oh, sure. You know? I mean, I remember like the last two bars was kind of dope, you know. It was like, you know, like I you know, it's like I got some rhymes to kick on, grab my my Mountain Dew and I sip on because I was heavily into Mountain Dew at the time. Um but uh it was just one of those things where I was like I was just able to express myself more. And right. it's like right. I never really wanted to be like because I'm a I'm a drummer. So okay. it's like I like drums. So it's like I've I've never wanted to be like a singer like in a rock band or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. like rapping just made sense to me. Like I sure. just I just I just gravitated towards it. You know what I mean? So we're we're both drummers, we're both rappers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a DJ, uh, but I couldn't get my parents to, you know, fork out the bucks on the equipment and I didn't have the self-discipline to save up for it. Um, but I used to sit there, I, I, I used to buy the rap magazines, you know, I'd go oh, down yeah. to like Walden books or whatever and buy, uh, I don't know, rap source. pages and the source yeah. and XXL. vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I never bought double XL, but yeah, that's, that's one of them. Uh, but I did, I did read the other ones a lot and, um, they'd have like advertisements for like the whole DJ setup. I would just fantasize, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the, the DJ in a box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now it's crazy. You can go into guitar center and like, they got these incredible, you know, DJ gear yeah. sets, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I fantasize every now and then about doing that. I just don't have room for any more hobbies and uh, I don't really have the time to master it. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, dude, it's like, it's, 
I mean, that's how it is with me, man. Like right now there's times I'm like, I like, I used to play video games a lot, like when I was younger, but like, I don't play video games anymore. Cause I'm like, yeah, I beat a level, but what did I do? You know, sure, like I'll, sure. I'll play some games with my son, you know, cause like, you know, it's connecting bonding, but I'm always like, I, I need to be doing something. So like I'm either yeah. reading, like making music or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back into like doing like, you know, visual art. Like I'd like to do icons eventually, like, you know, yeah, spray awesome. paint icons would be dope. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm trying to be more creative with my time and, and learn more, you know, yeah. it's like, you yeah. know, I mean, especially right now I've, you know, I mean, you know, you know, not to be, you know, a downer, but like the clock is ticking. Right. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, I just want to, I want to do something. And so it's like, there's all these times it, it's easy to not do something, but sure. I want to do something. So like taking no, time, absolutely. that's why it's surrounding myself with people who like are doers. Like one of my best friends who I've known since ninth grade, like he finally got back into producing and stuff again and like writing and stuff. So we're, we're working on like an album together. Like, okay. Like, nice. send me beats. Yeah. like I'm writing, like, you know, and, and I'm slow at writing. And I think some of it, cause I'm left-handed. Okay. You know, like I read this one book, like uh, it was like the left-handers guide to the universe or something like that. But sure. um, it was a uh, Bob Dylan. He's left-handed. Okay. And it was saying he was really quick at writing music, like the, all the music, but slow to writing the actual like words. Wow. So, I yeah. mean, and some of it too is like, I'm a yeah. you know, perfectionist. Like I just, I just, I just don't think that quick. Right. <laughs> I get, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, you you froze up there for a second, but I think I think we're we're good. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Okay, okay, yeah, we got jittery there for a second, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, and we are back. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so where I first, um, I think the first I know remember you coming on my radar was on a compilation as nomadic vagabond mm. um and i'm trying to think of the name of the compilation but it had something to do either with el electric recordings or sphere of hip-hop it, it was sphere of hip-hop it was okay uh, you know it's funny because like i remember i did like one of the last orders from them yeah before they closed up and i was like oh you know because i think you'd send me a thing like they'd sent you a cd i'm like oh the price sent me one too and i didn't get a cd <laughs> I mean they gave me a download like once yeah. when I was on it but yeah it, sure. it was a sphere of hip-hop one and I it was like soul design that's what it was called soul okay. design yeah okay yeah so that's right so it was pretty fresh um and what what I'm what I want to point out here though that that makes this interesting and this is uh somewhere I want to go with this is you um sphere of hip-hop is specifically a Christian outfit so you're not just rapping you were at, at least overlapping here with um christian rap right so right. um so how how did you get into christian hip-hop um take me a little bit through that maybe um maybe take me back into what what inspired you um with specifically christian stuff um and then like where your own journey of faith comes in i mean it, you know maybe I don't know. I'm not going to talk for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's funny, man, because it's like, I, <laughs> so going back to kid and play, right. I remember my, I don't know if it was just my dad just didn't like hip hop, you know, or if he was actually generally concerned about the content. Right. 
Yeah. But um, I remember like, you know, at night, you know, whenever it was time to like go to bed, I'd always like break out my Walkman, you know, under the covers and listen sure. to, you know, whatever. And sometimes it'd be breaking. I did it too. It'd be, yeah, of course, you know. And, and it was nice too because it wasn't like an iPod. You didn't have lights, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like if you splurge, you had the equalizer, but you know. Um, so I'd just be listening to like a tape. And I remember one time, like my dad coming in for whatever reason. And so he like saw, I was like, listening to something. He's like, what are you listening to? I was like, uh. And so it was, it was a Kim Play tape, right? Okay. Which I'm like, dude, like that's happy rap. I mean, it's yeah, completely yeah. opposite of like, when you see the Kim Play movies, you're like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like right. they had a cartoon, I thought, right? And this is how party. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I remember my dad being like, you know, the next day like you can either choose to like listen to this or listen to something godly and i'm like i want to listen to that <laughs> and then he ended up like throwing it in the fire or whatever i'm like dude like there's a kid in play like you know Ouch. i mean yeah it's like next to mc hammer you know what i'm saying right, right. oh no i take it back they were doper than mc hammer they, yeah, yeah well, you know i just real quickly though like i don't i don't hate on hammer i I liked Hammer at the time, and uh, oh, dude, I had a Hammer take. I'm not gonna yeah. front. And, and sometimes I listen to it again, and some some of it is uh, as good as or better than I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is it just doesn't sound the same to me now. But no, I mean it doesn't it doesn't age well, I guess. But yeah, for the time, like, I mean, I guess I'm proud to say I never owned a Vanilla Ice tape. <laughs> You know, I just, See, with I, the exception, with the exception of the turtle song, I just didn't feel oh, it. Oh man. I'm like, but, but I did have a hammer tape. I'm not going to front, man. Like, I mean, you know, you know, giving a nod to, you know, father Andrew, you know, I did. Dig that song, <laughs> Ray. You know what I mean? I, right. I dug that song. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, so I guess is and so it's what got me really into say like, you know, Christianers, I'd rather say gospel hip hop. You know? Sure, yeah, whatever you um, want. But I mean, you know, call it what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, uh, is what got me into that was just like, okay, well, like I'm basically limited to what I can listen to now. And so I had an uncle who was almost like my dad's litmus test as far as what I could listen to. So I remember being like over at his house one time. He popped in. I mean, He's really in metal, so he popped in a deliverance, which was like this like Christian like speed metal group, which is like, oh y'all, like I didn't know like this yeah. would actually be and mind you, there's actually a Christian like R and B group called Deliverance too. So oh. <laughs> but uh, I was like, My gosh, I know like you know, Christian stuff could be like this, right? But then he three and I was like, what's this? And so he popped it in. There was the the song was like uh was it was a Hoodlum, oh dude, I got I got the CD right here. It's like Hood of Good or something like that, right? So it actually kind of had like a little like metal vibe to it. Sorry, you you can hear me going through the CDs right here. Okay, yeah, so, that's a sound I don't hear too often. Anymore. Phase three, right here. Heck yeah, man. I I um, bought that. I Hood, bought Hood's that good. at uh, at a Sam Goody in Los Angeles. Sam Goody, yeah, man. Eternal man. That's right. <laughs> and I was so excited because I had always bought SFC stuff at the Bible bookstore, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, me too, man. So, I mean, it was dope because, and so when I heard that record, I was like, yo, it had like that, that Hood's a Good, had sure. that metal thing. I was like, what? But then listen to the whole thing. I'm like, it was because it was like, what, 93, I think, maybe a little yeah, later. Yeah, I think that's about right. Right? 92. 92. So, 
it's like i'm like dude it was just so dope and it's like it, it was just so original right yeah 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 and so i think that's thing is like a lot of like you know a lot of gospel hip-hop sometimes it was just i mean this is always gonna be the thing right it's like it was behind or it was kind of i mean or it was kind of you know lackluster so to speak right you know or you know because you'd always go in and say to the christian bookstores like well if you like this then listen to this if you like right. this then listen to this i'm like well no if i like that i'm gonna listen to that <laughs> yeah yeah you know and so you 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 try to find the original people right so i mean the, the first one i remember hearing like he had the single it was like stephen wiley you remember that oh yeah because i'm stephen wiley and i'm rated, rated highly, highly. Yeah, and i come to <laughs> rap religiously right yeah, yeah. And i was like all right like i'll just listen to sugar hill i mean you know props sure. to him you know but sure um but yo yeah so sfc was like i had that tape on repeat you know flip 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 um because it was so original and so then i got like save man in the jungle which was dope and then listen yeah. up which was before that you know yeah. so yeah. um and and even some of those groups were featured on different like metal records there was like a, a tourniquet, oh yeah a tourniquet album that had like a pid on it nice which was preachers in disguise yeah right? yeah so it was like yo so it was kind of the whole rap rock thing you know um so yeah man it's like um did you did you ever uh, listen to XL and DVD? <laughs> Look, I got, I got that right here. I got that here too. Boom! What? See Man, that? that's fresh. Dude, I like, I, uh, I saw XL in concert with SFC. He didn't have the band, but he rapped with them, and and he had the afro and the afro pick in it, and uh, it was just an incredible moment in my like thirteen year old life. You know, <laughs> dude, I remember like, so, like my uncle had that tape or CD or whatever, and I was like, "What is this?" And like I listened to it, and it's like, because it's a you know conglomeration of people, I guess, because like some dudes from the Crucified were on there. Okay. Um, but uh, I never yeah, knew the story yeah. behind it. Yeah, so I I think that's because like it was like Mark Solomon from the Crucified slash Dave Say mm. was on there. Wow, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, man, that's fresh. Yeah, so it's just it, that was another one of those records too. I'm like. I mean, that was 93, but I mean, dude, he had one of those lyrics where it was like, what? Like, if racism was a man and I had a 12 gauge, I'd shoot him in the head in the Lord God's name. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yo, you know? Yeah, those are some hard bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, but then it's like, you know, going on hearing like gospel gangsters, right? Like, yeah. I was never really into like, you know, like, like I didn't, dude, I'm not going to front. I've never listened to The Chronic in its entirety. Never. Really? Have. Wow. I've got I've got doggy style on vinyl and tape, not on CD. And I've I haven't even listened to that in entirety because like I was just never into like G funk, right? Okay. So the first Gospel Gangsters record I love. The second one it was a little G funkier. I gotcha. Um, but then I remember when they came out with like their one in '99. It was like you know I can see clearly now. Yeah. And it had a it was like on B right, which was put up by Kirk Franklin. Yeah. So yeah. I started listening to more. So it's like you know, and so like and then, you know you know. Mr. Solo, Memory Eternal as well. I mean, yeah, that yeah. dude, he, you know, he had bars, you know, he rapped well, and, you know, he was, he was very influential as well. Yeah. No, I, I was, uh, I was definitely into them. Uh, their earlier stuff, their first record, especially. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, thanks to, I did like Dr. Dre. And uh, thanks to to the Chronic and and uh, Snoop Dogg and all that, I got really into gangster rap. 
Mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years in high school. And I regret that, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't regret enjoying the music, but, um, I just consumed way too much of it. And, uh -huh. and, um, I think, you know, it's just real heavy negative messages. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then the Christian stuff that was in that vein, um, not so much the gospel gangsters. I think they were pretty, pretty dope, but a lot of them, you know, with all the bucking of demons and all that stuff, I just thought got a little, a little goofy. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, I don't, and I don't mean that to, I'm not trying to like diss anybody in particular. Right. So like, I loved that record, but I just, I, I think I've got theological problems with it, you know, but. <laughs> oh, me too, bro. Me too, bro. Especially now there's certain records I cannot listen to anymore. I'm like, not nah. sure. It, it, you know, and it's funny because it's like, you know, it's just like I would listen to like, say like Mob Deep or Wu-Tang, right? There's some yeah. stuff like I can, you know, take this, forget the rest, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff like I hit the skip button. I'm like, yeah, nah. like I hit the skip button. And so same thing with some like, you know, like, you know, Christian hip hop groups, like I don't need to name names, you know, that could be a discussion for later or whatever. But there's some things like I try to go back to and listen to and I just can't anymore. Like, yeah. you know, theologically, I'm like, it just, it disturbs me too much. And like, I can't do it. I'm like, no, no, no. And on top of that, even just going back to like, say like bringing happiness and joy. Right. Yeah. So there'll right. be some dudes later on. So especially in high school it was very formative because that's when I decided to, you know, actually become a Christian. Right. Okay. I was like, okay. you know, I actually want to make this decision and do this. You know, because before I was like, okay, I, I grew up, you know, in a, in a Protestant household in Christianity, um, you know, I would say Baptocostal, for lack of a better word, but, you know, non-denominational, but, you know, but, but very, a very spirit-led, spirit-filled sort of, you know, upbringing, sure. which sure. confused me because I was remembering like, well, but I thought like, you know, it was Christ. So it was almost like if... And now it's like speaking in tongues and all these things. So it's like, it's like, you know, what you level up, like this wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, but you're always telling me like, you know, Christ person. And now you're like, oh, well, you, you've got the spirit, but I'm like, I, I don't get it. Um, So it's like, you know, so now, you know, it's like listening to some of these groups, there's certain things where I'm like, I just can't it just doesn't sit well with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. Um, and of course I've always, oh yeah, always is a fine word. Uh, for, for as long as Royal Ruckus has been around, I've been into theology mm -hmm. and I actually had a line on our, an obscure record of ours, uh, our second independent record, uh, love us or leave us, where I imply that, the guest rappers on our album were a little bit whack theologically. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like doing the whole rapper thing, kind of like dissing my own guests, but in a, in a very polite way. And right. you're theologically whack. I'm not inviting you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I should have used that. Get up off my track. <laughs> But like, man, even back then, I actually, I had a few songs that, um, you know, I don't know, Royal Ruckus were finding ourselves, I guess. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, we, we had a few songs that were like more theologically oriented and, uh, and like, 
in one of them, I was like capping on some word faith preachers and uh, giving shout outs to Hank Hanegraaff and stuff like that. Um, you know, but shout we weren't the Hank Hanegraaff, <laughs> right? Shout out right now. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so, well, and, and he's a good one too for, for this because uh, like us, he found his way into the Orthodox church in the last couple right. of years. Yeah. And so I want you to take me into that. Like how, how'd you end up, in orthodoxy f- from the Christian hip hop listening guy, mm. the bap- Baptocostal, yeah. all that stuff in the background. How'd you end up there? So also coming into like high school years, um, once again, one of my best friends, um, you know, going since ninth grade, um, he was really into reggae. Right. And I remember like listening to some of that. I'm like, dude, like, I just don't see how you listen to this. Cause like, you know, we both would skate. Right. And yeah. I'm like, this doesn't get me hyped to go skate. Like, I just don't yeah. get it. But he just dug it. So I had, I ended up getting a couple. It was like a Bob Marley. It was like Uprising record. And it was like some budget Bob Marley tape. Okay. You know, the ones you'll see at every, you know, Goodwill or, you know, even sure. Ross or whatever. It's like right. a compilation one. And um, so. Yeah, there's a lot of collections out there like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, once again, I, I was playing that in my Walkman at night. And I was just like this is great. You know, I'm like, Hey, it was super relaxing. Um, and it was very soulful, but then also like the more I listened to it, there was so much scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And I was For like, sure. wow. And so I started really getting more into reggae. Yeah. And so that's at the time I was really like getting into, you know, being a Christian. You sure. know, and so these two were kind of parallel, like discovering them, like yeah. actually discovering Christianity for myself. Like I remember when I first I got into it, I got like a composition book and a Bible and I started just writing every single verse that had to talk about love. Sure. Which ironically, they were Pauline epistles, which later on in life, I had a very big issue with Paul or St. Paul as we know him. Yeah. And I can come back to that. But, um, and so I just, it just drew me in and it was so meditative, so calming, so spiritual, right? And so it's funny because it seems so spiritual without being forced, whereas sometimes a lot of gospel hip hop, it seemed more preachy, whereas reggae didn't seem preachy. It just seemed, it just organically flew out of the music and the people. Sure. And I, and, 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 you know, gospel hip hop maybe was preachy, rightly so, because they were trying to combat maybe, you know, five percenters and, you know, all those kind of things. But I always gravitated when it came to say Christian hip hop, like the people who are just themselves. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just be me. So if, you know, if I'm a Christian, it's going to come out my music. If I enjoy beer, it's going to come out my music. If I'm married, it's coming out my music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it's okay to maybe preach a little bit, but it's like, you know, you look at, let's say like, you know, like most deaf of brother Ali, like both those cats are Muslim, but they don't just like priests. They just are right. themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. For sure. So it's like, so like with reggae, it's like, that's just part of it. And, but yeah. then also, especially like after, especially when I got married, after I started getting, after I got married, <laughs> And I was really starting to get into church history. 
and so because being so influenced by reggae and then like rasta which i don't know how much you know about like you know the rasta belief system enough to you know blend in at a cocktail party (laughs) (laughs) so i mean so you know just you know to give you the you know heterodoxy and orthodoxy version right sure um you know but basically it's kind of like you know the majority of Rosses believe that um, Haile Selassie, who was the emperor of Ethiopia in the 30s, um, he was the reincarnation of Christ. He was Christ come back. And because, and he himself was actually Orthodox, right? And so anytime people would say things, right. he would point them to Christ. But uh, so because he and he the fact that he would deny that he was christ they believed even more that he was wow but um life of brian kind of situation yeah and and the fact because of these you know these titles that the kings were given so with him being emperor he was given the title king of kings lord of lords so that's you know revelation biblical right so it's like oh this is christ you know um so it's like you know, looking at that and I'm like, okay, well, kind of coming at this crux of my faith as far as like, okay, well, what do I believe? Because I was always just given, you have the quote unquote Christian church and then you have the Catholic church who are maybe Christians. And so then I was like, okay, well, what's the difference? And why are we different? So then I started looking into the history of those and then finding, you know, okay, well, there's this church in Africa who isn't part of either of these. Sure. Who has been separate. What do I make of this? Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's like, it's they've been separate for years. And I'm like, yeah. and then you have people sending missionaries there. I'm like, no, 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 they need to be sending missionaries here. Like teach me. Right. Right? Yeah. And, um, and so like, and so then of course I was really into like, you know, one of my big questions that everybody wouldn't question was like, well, the Bible is the final authority on everything. And I'm like, who says that? Like, where is that? Like, I didn't even see that within scripture. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so looking more into I'm like the Bible, I was like, oh, hold up. There's all these other books that weren't in the Bible. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. the, in the Bible that we know. Right. And so, you know, and so I started looking into that more, which got me more into church history. Now to rewind a little bit, I remember talking to my wife. I'm like, Hey, did you know there's this Orthodox church? Cause like the first Orthodox I knew was Ethiopian Orthodox. Okay. And so my wife, I'm like, Hey, do you know about this, this Orthodox church? And she's like, well, yeah. Cause she was baptized into the Greek Orthodox church. Okay. Because she, you know, had a That's right. You told me that. Yeah. That's fresh. And so I was like, but she was always given to it. She was always given it very ethnically, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, you know, that's, watching, that's often the case. Yeah, yeah. So you watch my big fat Greek wedding. That's not <laughs> much of an exaggeration. You know what I mean? Oh, that uh, is you know, a charming, charming thing. Oh, I, I still love both those movies. I love them. I love them. Um, but, uh, you know, so, but, so since she was given to it, like, we make you that, Greek. Yeah. You, you Greek now. What you mean? <laughs> you don't eat lamb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <Believe>. but, <laughs> but since that's how, you know, it was given to her, she, you know, it, it wasn't from a spiritual standpoint. Right. Yeah. So yeah. she wasn't given like the, you know, like the, the doctrine of it or, you know, the rubrics or anything of it. Sure. 
And so like the my first brushing with like orthodoxy, like actual orthodoxy, not just through reading, was through her fa- father's funeral, who passed away oh. in late oh seven, oh eight. And so I remember going there and it was this Greek Orthodox parish in Idaho. And I had two different feelings when I was in that church. Number one, they were, you know, doing those prayers. And so the priest would say something and then it was just the reader would say something. And I'm just like, man, like this is just dead. You know, he's just reading, yeah. he's reading, like, where's the spirit, right? Yeah. But then the priest came through swinging incense. And I'm like, yo, a church that burns incense? I can't <laughs> with it because I love incense. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm burning yeah. it all the time. And uh, <laughs> and so the funny thing was, is then her yaya passed away a few years ago, okay. and I got to be part of that funeral. And actually, the priest he like he saw my prayer rope, you know, my kumbuskini, and because my nephew had passed out during like before, and so he's yeah. like, let, let me see that. So he prayed on it from the church all the way to the um, graveyard, and so then he didn't have anybody to read, so he had me read the prayers for the service and so like that was such a blessing which is yeah, funny because like, yeah. i know all those prayers to a degree but like since sure. i was in front of everybody i was just like reading them i wasn't chanting i was just like reading he's like okay next page um but but so it's two different experiences before and after but it's it was really with listening to reggae and getting to try to figure out what this whole rasa thing was because they blended old testament and new testament things so well because you know like the whole like dread thing comes from like the nazarite vow within scripture as far as like right. not cutting the locks of my head like you look back some translations with samson will say like the seven locks of my head right yeah um seven lock yeah 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 you know but um so, so it's it's one of those things where it's like okay well you know these 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 dudes like separate themselves and like yeah. do these different things like oh, i want to do that and so then just you know like i said like studying church history more i'm like okay well you know you have this catholic church but then looking more i'm like then finding the orthodox church that went you know because everybody's going trying to get back to the axe church right sure well it wasn't just a bunch of people in their houses so to speak with their right. Bibles. and right. so even going back to like the you know authority of the scriptures finding out yeah like this actually came up with the church and it was written by the church for the church yeah so when right. you separate it from that it doesn't quite make sense as much to somebody who's not in that sure yeah. you know um so you so you're kind of like having these realizations uh as you as you're studying and um so for you it was it was in part for the music you had like the music kind of start drawing you toward this and then then you also had this stream of um family influence i mean and there's nothing like an orthodox funeral uh to leave an impression on someone yeah you know um they're just extremely powerful um, yeah. but, but then you're also nerding out and you're studying some books and some church history. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think the, the whole component of, it sounds like you're, you know, we're attracted to the asceticism, you know, and very much. that, that is something that I think is very difficult, uh, for us to appreciate in the modern day when, 
everything is readily accessible to us. We have, uh, even our impoverished people are often um, in good condition relative to the yeah. rest of the world, right? Yeah. And we yeah. have so much at our disposal. We do not have to deny ourselves and take up our cross. Talk yeah. to me about that. What, what's that. What's that been like for you, um, embracing that and coming into orthodoxy, um, attracted to those elements? Well, I mean, you know, that was another thing even that attracted me with like Rasta was, you know, shunning the world. You know, a lot of these dudes would just, you know, want to go live, live off, live off the land. Right. And yeah. just live off of what God has provided. And I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, um, sure. you know, cause I love my iPhone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I, I think that's another thing too, is like, you know, within the tradition I grew up in, it's like, you know, they would talk about fasting, but it was never really something that was like part of it. You know, it was yeah. kind of like, well, okay, we're going to do what, 40 days of purpose or prayer Jabez or something, yeah. you know, and, and, and not to kick dirt on all that, you know, because it, it led me where I am. Yeah, but, of course. Absolutely. But it's like, but it just didn't fulfill like, you yeah. know, so that that's where it is. It's like, being hungry and someone's like well here's a Reese's peanut butter cup and I'm like <laughs> no like I need nourishment right you know and yeah. so it's like I just felt like I was constantly eating these Reese's peanut butter cups I'm like yeah it tastes good for a little bit but then I started getting all nervous and shaky and I want to take a nap yeah and so it's like that's what happened is like I was just it was always at the surface and it's like well read more like learn I'm like no right. like, I want to go deeper and so, and so, you know, you'd have these times of fasting, but it wasn't like this time of year built in, built in. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's like one, one of my best friends is, is Muslim, you know, yeah. and you know, they have Ramadan, there's this fasting, there's praying five times a day. There's all these things where I'm kind of like, but y'all do this together. And sure, so I, right. I want something. It's where communal. We're, where we're doing it together. Yeah, you know, we're doing yeah. it together. So I'm just like, well, I feel like doing this. And so, you know, that's when I really started, you know, and I think one of the big, the big, you know, my big shipwreck, so to speak, was like the church we went to before I became Orthodox was, um, you know, it was non-denominational, but I really felt like it was starting to go more Calvinistic. Okay. And, you know. I was a card carrying Calvinist for a while when, on purpose. So. <laughs> Dude, I, I I'm sorry, bro. Like I, I I've still got love for Pelagius. I know you know he's hated on, but he still holds a place in my heart. But um, <laughs> he says some some true like, things, right? <laughs> he does. I just really wish him and Saint Augustine could get in a room and just have a beer and talk. I really sure. think they might have. They, they could have figured, figured it out. Right? <laughs> they could have figured it out. But um. <laughs> But it, but it's like, I think really is what it was is like, I didn't really know what I believed yeah. until they yeah. started saying certain things where I'm like, I don't believe that, but yeah. what do I believe? And sure. so that's when I had to step back and be like, okay, what do I believe? Yeah. You know, and, and my wife did the same thing. She's like, so we took our little time in the wilderness, kind of figuring out what we personally believed. And we'd come together every once in a while and just talk about it. And, um, 
I remember her asking me like, well, you know, would you ever be interested in checking out like a, a Catholic church? And I was like, well, there's some things I, I think I, like, I don't agree with, but like, I want to check it out. Like I, sure. I at this point, like I'm not close off to anything. I want to check right. it out. Right. Um, I never did go to the Catholic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I never did go to the Catholic church, which I still might try just because I, I you know, I want to check it out. But, um, I remember, you know, listening to some different Orthodox stuff like on ancient faith and stuff like that and i'm like and like i don't know what led me there i don't know how i got there sure but um i was like man this this makes sense and so i had her listen to it and she's like wow this is how i think and it it was so beautiful because it gave us a common language yeah because her and i many times would try to express ourselves to each other but we weren't speaking a common language Sure. So he would just get frustrated and, and, you know, get mad or walk away or whatever. Yeah. Because we just didn't understand each other. We were trying to communicate, but we just didn't understand. And so with orthodoxy, you know, and my wife puts it the best, like, you know, every denomination of, you know, the Protestant church and Christianity has like this aspect of God, right? Little brushstrokes, right? Mm-hmm but orthodox is the fullness so it has you know the justice of god it has the mercy of god it has the goodness it has everything that you see the spirit right it has all those things you experience in different churches but whole yeah yeah and so when we experienced that it was bro it like i mean the the first liturgy i ever went to i had no idea what was going on yeah, I remember, it's bewildering you know, the first time. <laughs> bro, and, and, and it's funny because it's like, you know, you know, or the first church I looked for, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this Orthodox thing, looking for Ethiopian Orthodox. Sure. Find one. <laughs> so the closest There's not one, as many of them around. No, nah, no, nah, they're, they're far in between, especially in here. And so the first, the closest one was, um, you know, a Greek Orthodox church, which is actually across the street from the Nike World Headquarters. Okay. And um, so I'm like, all right, well, let's let's check it out, right? So it was just her and me. Like, we didn't have the kids then. I mean, we had children, but they didn't come with us. Right, right, right. I got and you. So, you know, we went in and it was like, okay, you know, stepping into the narthex. So for people who don't know, that's like when you first step into an Orthodox church, there's a, a little room before you go into the yeah. the nave, which it's is kind, the same. It's kind of like a foyer, like an in- entry yeah. room, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um... You know, so there's people lighting candles. You know, I could smell a little incense. I'm like, okay, this is bringing me. I'm like, so I just didn't know what to do because I didn't want to offend anybody or do anything wrong. Right. So, like, we just walked in, found some seats, and um, somebody next to us, I had a liturgy book, and she's like, well, you know, we're here. I'm like, okay, okay. But, like, I just wanted to experience it, you know? And, you know, I could smell the incense, of course, and, and, that drew me in and then seeing all the icons and i didn't have a lot of like your typical you know hang-ups that some people would have as far as like say you know icons and things like that like i didn't think they were idols or anything it was just like i don't know who any of i mean i knew who christ was and i knew who the theotokos who mary was like i i could recognize right right but everybody else, like, I didn't know, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, y'all must be important because you're on the walls. <laughs> like, you, it's, you know, big things. Somebody right? took the time to paint you. Yes, must exactly. Be a big deal. Yeah, exactly, right? And so I, we just, you know, 
stepped back and just was observing. And so yeah. even when it came to communion, you know, my wife was like, well, do we go up? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, let's just, let's just stay here. You know, <laughs> but like afterward, like everybody was like, you know, who are you? Like, what brought you here? Everybody's so interested in like our journey, right? I'm like, sure. uh, you know, so we, we just kept coming. And um, so many people from like minds, certain aspects or whatever. It's so funny because I've met so many more people within the Orthodox church who have a similar journey and like yeah. mindset that I had than I ever did. And that was one of my prayers always was like, God, like bring me my people, bring sure. me somebody like me. Yeah. And lo and behold, he's like, all right, boom, here you go. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, but here you go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of amazing. Um, you know, because it, it is really like all, all kinds of people come to mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody from the blue collar to the white collar, from the crunchy hippie to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, the Lululemon yoga woman. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah, man. Super uh, clean cut suit to linen pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And, and, and of course, you know, orthodoxy looks a little different from one place to another and some communities yeah. uh, are a little trickier. Um, you know, we, we even have some communities out there that almost, uh, look or behave like the Amish, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe not quite that extreme, but, um, but it's a very, very big church, very diverse church. And, and I want to say too, um, you know, it's kind of funny cookbook used to always give me crap and say that this was an Orthodox (laughs) podcast. Yeah. And I would say, no, it's not. Uh, it's kind of like you said about music before, you know, uh, it's just going to naturally come out. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I want to be clear too, for anybody that's listening, that's not Orthodox, you know, we're not, we're not here to uh, shame anyone or anything like no, that. We're telling our story. Yes. You know, at our stories as we understand it. And, uh, and also, you know, um, and speaking of cookbook, like if you listen back to the episode that I did with him, he gave me some pushback on scripture and, um, and we actually got to engage and I would, you know, welcome yeah. that with future guests to have some yeah. people that might want to engage and have a different perspective than you and I have. Well, and I, and I think that's the thing too. It's like, and I think that's why I never got into the whole Calvinist thing. Right. Cause like, yeah. I, I don't want to know. I don't, I, people are always like, Oh, you know, save sinner, like damn not I'm like, I don't care. Like, dude, I yeah. suck. I personally, I suck. Yeah. And I need to do better just as a person loving my neighbor. Yeah. So I'm not worried about who's going to hell or not. Like, I just need to love my neighbor. So I don't care who you are, what you believe, like, let me do better. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I think that's the thing is when people start trying to, I mean, and as we all know, um, we're, you know, well, not we all, but you and I, like Bishop Callisto, he's got that line. It's like, you know, we know where the church is, but we don't know where the church is not. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it's like, I don't, I, it's not for me to say who is outside of the church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All I know is like, I'm called to love my brother as myself. Yeah. So whatever yeah. you believe, like, let's kick it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, one of the things uh, I, I have the privilege of doing um, the last few years and, and probably will continue the next few. Uh, we, Although we'll see, this pandemic is weird. Uh, at the Greek festival that my church has, uh, we have an in, we've started a, an info booth where we sit there with you know some pamphlets and uh, different things, and we just answer questions. 
um, you know, because there are a lot of a lot of curious people. And, you know, the, the common questions we always get are like, are you guys Catholic? Are you guys uh, Jewish? Yes. You know, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, Catholic. Yes. You know, uh, are you guys Jewish? And then we also get um, like, is your Bible the same as mine? Um, and, and so, you know, all these are like really, yes, and. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So right. I love having these conversations and, yeah, um, you know, we, we've, we've just had, I mean, it's just been a privilege to be able to do that here in my local community in South Florida. And we've, we actually have had some people convert in part through that, that sort of thing, not like that day. Um, right, right. but you know, they end up getting interested and come back for, for services, but other people, uh, you know, maybe just engage, learn a little bit, get educated and, and go home, uh, to their own community. And, and I think, uh, I think that's a beautiful thing too, to be able to, to talk to people of goodwill and like explore ideas and be able to share, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, just, just try to, just try to be a dope person. Just try to be a good, you know, a, yeah. a cool dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and I think that's really the thing is like, I mean, it's, it's hard because to a degree, yes, we all have our agenda, but at the same time, like I'm trying to not have an agenda. Like I'm yeah. just trying yeah, yeah. to be, you know, and I think it's hard because like, there are times even at work, I'm like, you know, even with the society we live in, it's like, you know, God is so shunned no matter what form he takes, like just religion period to a degree. It's like, it's so shunned where it's like, oh, well, I got to leave early, you know, like, I want to say because I got to go to church, right? But yeah, you know, I'm like, I got a thing I got to do, and I'm like, dude, like, I'm not preaching. Just I got to go to church. Sure. Like, I, you know, work's cool. I'm getting paid to be here, but I'm paid by the hour, so I got to dip. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's really the thing as far as like, you know, just trying to. Be I just let my freak flag fly, you know. Oh, I just bro. <laughs> And, you know, here's the thing is the type of, especially like, so like maybe, I don't know if this is a mutually like, you know, drummer thing, but it's like, I, and of course we're both MC too. So I don't know if that like sure. you know, nullifies it, but it's like, I, like, if I go to a party, dude, like I'm, I'm an introverted person. Right. Oh, so really? like the first thing I do is like, I, okay, just let me get some drink and then I'm going to go find your books and movies and music and look through those. Like, I'm not really yeah. trying to talk to people. Like if you yeah. give me one-on-one, -on -one, obviously I won't shut up, but like in a group of people, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't shine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but like at church, sometimes there's like inquirers will come up and all of a sudden they see me and they're like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, Oh dude. <laughs> Cause they're like, Oh, Hey, what's this dude with dreads doing? Like, what's going on, man? I'm like, uh, <laughs> Hey man, I, you, you can, you can make an impression on people. And uh, one, one of my good friends, um, he, he was seeking and uh, he was in Bible college even. And he wasn't sure which direction he was going, but he figured it was Catholic or Orthodox. And it was literally because he happened to come to our church first and a woman was friendly to him and introduced him to someone else in his approximate age range. That Boom. Uh, now he's one of our faithful. Um, he he has studied but like the door was opened by simply being available and being kind and yeah. saying hi yeah you know? uh and i think probably as as uh someone who's you know 
walked in for the first time, you know how it is when, when there's strangers uh, coming in for the first time and they're, they're, you know, like their eyes are glazed over. <laughs> yeah. So to have somebody like reach out to them and just be friendly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and it's like, even be able to have somebody who maybe, you know, looks different than everybody else maybe. And so they're like, Oh, like I can let my guard down around. Like yeah. this is the yeah. person I want to talk to. So I, I, I don't know. It's I busting mean, stereotypes. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, I, I like reggae. So maybe I fit into the stereotype, but sure. <laughs> but you know, but it's, but you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I want to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, we, we could go uh, much deeper and we will actually, because yeah. we're, we're going to have more episodes in the future and we're going to start bringing in some people uh, to join us and we'll, we'll be able to have some three-way conversations. Um, is, is there anything else you want to, you want to get out on the table uh, before you, ra- we, we start wrapping up, tell us about yourself more or in, nah, in, man. we didn't hit i mean you know i think you know the longer this goes the more you know people know and we'll you know you know let people know how we do all right that sounds good <laughs> so uh do you want to drop any socials uh just uh oh well actually so to rewind my my actual government name oh yes did we leave that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah my my government name is Clayton. Okay, um, I was baptized Moses after Saint Moses of Ethiopia, um, nice. and so I go by Nomadic Vagabond. Actually, I think it was from a Metallica line because they have a line when the song is like Nomad Vagabond, call me what you will. Okay, I'm like, oh, that's kind of dope. Nomadic <laughs> Vagabond. So I kind of just it flipped a little bit. Um, but like uh, so it. you know, Nomadic Vagabond on Instagram. That's that's all. I'm on because that's <laughs> ooh ooh we we uh we jumbled up there uh tell us after the Instagram say us again I that that's all I'm on oh gotcha well I knew I knew that but you said something else and we lost it oh I was like that's all I got time for <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't you just love it when that happens when like you're about to hang up. Uh, you're talking to your grandma, you know, you're about to hang up and then it cuts out. You got to call back to say goodbye, you know? Exactly. Well, you know, one, one of the things I didn't mention, um, um, oh, are we, are we? Hello? No, we're good. We're good. Oh, good. Okay. So one of the things I didn't mention, uh, that would explain a lot of this is there is a tropical storm. Uh, brewing uh, you know, right outside my state, um, sort of actually on top of me oh. tonight. So, <laughs> so you, you, I think you might have had some connection issues at the beginning, but I think I've been the one with the connection issues on this end. So it's your fault, right? <laughs> I don't even know what this tropical storm is called. Like, uh, I usually try to know their names, and you know, I think it's Hurricane Jamie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually my nickname at work uh, with a couple of people. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we do, we do work related to uh, insurance and hurricane damage. So uh, when I, when I go marketing and the work picks up, they call me hurricane Jamie. So. <laughs> awesome. So, so speaking of names though, so I'm also Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus. Um, I'm also Jamie Bennett and I don't, 
necessarily mention this on the show, but uh, my baptismal name is Athanasius. Okay. Um, and I usually contextualize that. So I think you've dropped the, that in a rhyme or two. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I, I did. I actually even call me Athanasius. It's me against the world. Against the world. That's right. <laughs> I love that line actually. Um, cause, cause that's, that's a historical thing. A lot of the listeners may not realize too. Athanasius contramundum, Athanasius against the world. It was a, the, he, he was exiled like six times or something like that. I don't know the exact number. Um, but in the end he was triumphant. Um, and, and the faith that he defended, even though he didn't see it triumphant really in his lifetime was triumphant afterward. And I just admired that. And so when I was coming into the church, Athanasius made sense. So, uh, Athanasios at the Greek church, Athanasi yeah. at the Russian church. So I almost uh, changed my rap name to Athanasi at one point. Oh, that'd be dope though, dude. I know. Yeah. I still think about it from now, now and then. Maybe. Maybe in a post-Royal yeah. Ruckus era. But for yeah. now, we are in the Royal Ruckus era, at Royal Ruckus official, or, yes, or just at Royal Ruckus on all the things. Um, you know, you just got to figure out which is which, as I like to say. Uh, RoyalRuckus.com is a really great spot to go and to share with other people. Um, the merch is kind of in flux. I actually need to take the beard oil off. I, uh, I should mention that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, it just wasn't selling fast enough. And um, I was afraid it was going to go rancid and I only want to sell quality products. So, um, so I, I used up what was left of my batch just the other day. And now I'm using commercially. Do you rub available. it on everybody? I, <laughs> I just rub it on the beard. Oh, not, not like armpit hairs or nothing like that. No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Do, do, do you moisturize your armpit hair, hairs? I mean, you know, a little shea butter, <laughs> you know what I mean? A little coconut oil. <laughs> hey, I, I started, yeah, we haven't talked about beard care. You got a sweet beard. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, okay. I, I have a very more gray than red now. Yeah. Um. Actually, so, yeah, actually, those are the two things I did want to mention because the two things yeah. you, you do after, after sure. on the podcast, right? So beard care and favorite hip hop song, right? Yes. Yes. So beard this care. This is where we need I, to go. I started getting, I uh, got this beard oil from a monastery that's a, I don't know, three hours away in um, Vashon Island in okay. um, Washington. Yeah. Um, uh, so I got, uh, it's, it's a, I think it just says like monastery beard oil, but it's a sandalwood one blend of like, I think olive, maybe a little castor um, and some other oils. So I've just been using that, try to kind of nice. rub it in more, you know, so you don't sure. get beard dandruff. I probably should like shave it more because my wife tells me I look homeless. <laughs> but uh maybe comb it i got a nice wooden comb and i don't have oh, combs clearly dude um, the, the the comb is a game changer for the beard i'm telling dude, you i used to comb it but then i'm like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let this lock up too and i'm getting those like saint john like curls at the bottom but you right know, i'm like maybe and then it's getting annoying having something so huge wearing a mask because then it's like on <laughs> your mouth all the time so i'm like maybe i should just trim it so well, if, if, if people look, uh, f for those who bought the um, physical album of Summer of the Cicadas, uh, my beard in most of the pictures in there is like a one, or at least in a couple of the pictures, like a one-year beard. It's and, beautiful. And like it looked almost like I was trimming it straight, and I really wasn't. I just combed it every day with a good beard comb, and it just grew in straight. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, mine's mine gets mad scraggly. If I trimmed it, it would look good. Yeah. But no, I, I remember that. But it was beautiful, man. Now you're just, you know, <laughs> got the insurance salesman vibe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, the, the beard, the beard comes and uh, goes too. I actually just trimmed the beard the other day, and it's feeling real good. I, I, I like it in this reasonable amount. Uh, and you know, the crazy thing is, um, people think this is a big beard. Like the average person would classify this as the bearded guy. Like, you know, not if you moved out to Portland, bro. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they'd be like, "That's all you got?" You but know, I'm from South on, Florida. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, it's cold out here. I you mean, have like everywhere I go, though, like uh, at, at least, yeah, maybe not everywhere. I was gonna say, but I tend to have the best beard in the room, uh, and like best by best, I mean fullest. Yeah. Um, most places, but maybe that's changing. That's changing. I mean, you know what? I mean, it's it's youthful looking, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see much gray in it, so you know, good on you, I guess. I I don't know. I don't I don't color it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, hey man, it's it's been great getting to know you a little bit better, and I think uh, it's going to be a, a good time over the coming months as we put out more episodes and have some have some good conversations. Um, brewsbeards.com is the website. Um, and yeah, we're, we're also on Instagram yes, at brewsbeards. Yes, sir. Man, that's so exciting. That's so I exciting. know big things, man, big things. And also my favorite hip hop song. No, I was, I hadn't okay. forgotten. Okay. Okay. Cause that's go what I was going to say next. Okay. <laughs> I jumped the right. gun. What, what's your hip hop song, man of all time game changer. Um, I have to say probably my favorite one that I can just put on repeat is uh, What They Do by The Roots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all right. That one. What, what, what is it that makes, it, makes that song so special? It, it, it's just the lyrics, just the whole vibe of the song, dude. I could just, I could just hit repeat all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what, 24 years old, and it still it holds up today. Man, that's fantastic. Uh, I I got into them a little late, so I don't know when when I first heard them. For some reason, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know why. Objectively, I should have loved every second of the Roots, uh, but getting into them a little later, uh, there's plenty. Like we said earlier, plenty of back catalog to go through. You know. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it, and 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 when I lived in Philly too, I think you just you have to you have to be down with the Roots, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once again, I am Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, also known as Jamie Bennett, and I'm here with Nomadic Vagabond. And this is Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. And now we are going to roll with the roots. Peace.
generation, fast-paced nation, world population confront they frustration. The principles of true hip-hop have been forsaken. It's all contractual and about money-making. Pretend to be cats, don't seem to know they limitation. Exact replication and false representation. You want to be a man, then stand your own. To MC requires skills, I demand some shown. I let the frauds keep fronting and roam like a cellular phone. Far from home, giving crowds what they wanting. Official hip-hop consumption, the fifth thumping. Keeping your party jumping with an original something. Yo, I dedicate this to the one dimension now. No imagination, excuse for perpetration. My man came over and said, Joe, we thought we heard you. Jokes on you, you heard a biting ass true, but uh. Take it very seriously within this industry. It's various crews that try to touch me. But I come with the beautiful things and I bless the track plushly. Around the world, crowds love me from doing tours. Recipient of applause from all of you and yours. Creator of original sounds that's in the stores. You take home to absorb and sweat it out your pores. Now who can stop the music running through these veins? Infinitely go against the grain. That's why my motto is to. Thank you. 